This is the Do Big Things Podcast, where we want to inspire you to do big things. This podcast is brought to you by Big Things Crewing, a service for ultra runners from beginner to elite. Not only can we get you trained up, but we can also crew you into the finish line. Find us at big-things-crewing.com. Now, here is your host, Adam McRoberts. Okay, Paul, uh, welcome to the Do Big Things podcast, man. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Of course, man. Of course. Uh, you uh, just ran across the state of Iowa, and it was the fastest yeah. known time. Uh, so I got to hear all about this, man. Like, you live in Iowa. I'm assuming you're from Iowa. Um, but how did this whole thing start? How did this originate? So I'm not actually from Iowa. Oh. Uh, I'm living in Iowa. I'm from Nebraska. Oh, okay. Uh, unfortunately. And uh, <laughs> so I I moved to Iowa for uh, school, but both my parents uh, are from Iowa. So that's kind of how I got my relationship to the state. And then, yeah, I was just, I was kind of doing 100 milers and stuff. And then um, I came across the, I was doing some scrolling on the fastest known website. And I was like, oh, I wonder if this one across Iowa. It's like, boom, this one across Iowa. So I was like, I want to do that. So then I was like, when's my spring break? Because I was like, I knew I was going to need some time off. So I was like, all right, my spring break's in March. And then that was probably like maybe nine or 10 months ago. And I had it on the date set. Okay. So I was going in for a year. Uh, so you've been planning this for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Cool, man. Um, what are you studying in school? It looks like you're in a, it looks like a dorm room right now. I'm in a dorm, dorm room. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. Um, I'm doing digital media production. But I think I'm actually I'm actually dropping that. Oh, Switch, really? I'm, I'm on my fourth major now. I think I'm going to go to physical education. Okay, right on. Yeah. Cool. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, we're moving around for sure. Cool, cool. Um, well, right on, man. And how old are you, Paul? I'm 20. Yeah. 20. Okay. So when I was 20, I was a straight up knucklehead and spending my <laughs> weekends like drinking too much and pretty much being being a, an idiot. Um, you're 20 years old and running across the state of Iowa. Like yeah. where, where does this come from with you? Have you been running your whole life? Have you always had this sort of big ambition inside of you? Yeah. So I used to be, I actually didn't run at all in high school. None. <laughs> okay. uh, so I picked it up after I graduated. I used to be a swimmer uh, and uh, my good buddy, Jeff used to train me. Um, and he was actually an ultra runner. So that's how I, um, that's how I found the sport of ultra running is because he used to be an ultra runner himself. So if it wasn't for him, I probably would have never known really? about ultra running. Okay. Um, so I found about him and then, so I used to swim all year round. That was kind of my thing. And then that ended, I was like, man, I got, I need something to fill my time. So I kind of kicked it around. I did, I did some, I did a half marathon and then I did an Ironman and then a 50k and then um then decided to go just strictly into the ultra world Whoa, okay yeah um okay so you were swimming in high school that was most of your swimming right there yep yeah okay okay and you were swimming uh competitively yeah, yeah okay were you pretty good uh i was okay i made i made state my senior year so okay. that was that's probably my highlight I didn't, I didn't do anything crazy though no yeah no that's that's stout 
Okay. And then you were just tossing the idea around of running as like almost something to do in the off season. Um, right. and, uh, what did you say your first race was? So I did a half marathon. Okay. And, and that's that the only, uh, road, uh, race I've done to this day. And I, and I plan to keep it that way. <laughs> Didn't you just run across the state of Iowa on roads? That's true. <laughs> but like okay. strictly road. I like the trails, man. Yeah. Yeah. Me uh, too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. other than that, I really, I usually try to avoid the, avoid the road. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your first half marathon, did you do fairly well? Are you naturally sort of gifted or was it, was it fast? Uh, was it I mean, slow? It was, it was fine. It was like, um, maybe about seven fifty pace or seven forty seven. So, I mean, nothing, nothing extraordinary or anything. I mean, running, running is not like, it definitely didn't come natural to me. Yeah. Like okay. I didn't do any, um, running in high school. I did middle school track and I was always like basically getting last and everything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, running, I just kind of worked my way up. Um, just kept on adding more miles and just kept going after it. So, yeah, yeah it sounds like I it. Mean. Um, why running? You said that you, it, it was from your buddy. Uh, did you say his name was Jeff Gregg? No, uh, Jeff Mork. Jeff, Jeff Mork. Okay. Okay. Um, so, um, you said it was from your buddy that he kind of introduced you to the world of ultra marathon, but yeah. like, why, why did you take up running? If it sounds like it wasn't something you grew up with, why not bowling or lacrosse or you know <laughs> yeah that's it that's a good question so I think some of it was like I really liked the challenge that that running presented and I used to be a swimmer so I was used to kind of doing like something like cardio that really kind of got the heart racing mm-hmm. and um I mean I I did swim practices in high school that were I remember we did one that was 15,000 meters so it was, it was a nine mile swim practice. Whoa. So for me, I was always like, I can, I can swim nine miles. I definitely could run nine miles. Oh yeah. So that, so I kind of got into that attitude and, um, running just like, I just kind of liked it. Cause, um, like if, if I ever did any lifting or anything, I wasn't sure what to do. I didn't know how many sets to do, how many reps or, um, how much weight to do. And, but running, I could just go out and run. Yeah. And it didn't matter. Like there really wasn't, I mean, I know there's like, you can focus in on your form on running if you have to, but for me, I was just, I was just going out, I was just running. And that was like my way to continue and to kind of work out. And yeah. it was just like easy for me to, to figure out how to do it. Yeah. So you chose running for the simplicity of it. You could just put on a pair of shoes and head out the door. You don't need a expensive bike. You don't need any right. equipment uh, you don't have to travel somewhere to find sure. snow or a mountain. You can just yeah. go out the door and go. Right. Cool. Cool. I like it. And so how long ago was this that you ran that first half marathon? Was that recently or was it a few years back? So that was in 20, the summer of 2019. Okay. Okay. So just a few years. Yeah. And, um, then you got into, you said you did an Ironman. Did you do a full iron? I did a full Ironman, but it got canceled. So I did it in my hometown. So (laughs) I just, I just did the whole thing like by myself. I mean, I had, I had some buddies swim with me. I had my friend uh, Jeff run with me, okay. but I did the bike alone and it was just like, I just planned it out. I was like, all right, I got to do 2.4 miles in, in my, in my uh, friend's late little pond. So I, I counted out how many laps it would be. I did that. And then I planned out a 112 mile bike ride and then uh, the marathon. So, <laughs> so were you, you were signed up for an actual Ironman event and it got canceled due to COVID? 
Yeah, I signed up for actually a half Ironman. Oh, and then okay. that got canceled. Like, whatever. I'm just doing the whole one. I let's really? just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I did it, and it was really bad because it was like the day I I I made it under. I did it in 15 hours, so it was okay. it was nothing special. But it, I was I did complete it under the 17. Yep. Um, the day I picked for it, it was it was 95 degrees out, and the wind was 20. It was over 20 miles an hour. So it was like the worst. It was so miserable for the for the conditions to do an Ironman but um I did do it I did do wow. it wow that's legit man I mean I've done an Ironman so I know what's involved there um and doing it on your own without crowd support without people I mean you probably had a few people cheering you on yeah, but... yeah I had some I had some family and some friends hype me up so oh, I, it wasn't like there was no one but um sure that's yeah. still a long day to be out there on your own man like for sure was there any point throughout that day where you thought, man, I, I don't know if I'm going to finish this thing. Maybe, maybe this isn't the day to do it. I'll, I'll come back and do it in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there were some parts I was like, man, I just can't wait for this thing to be over. I just want to, <laughs> I'm just stuck, man. Yeah. But, uh, but when you get all the family out there and everyone hyping you up and people take the day out, um, to spend it with you. Like, that's like always a good motivation. Like, yeah, you got to finish this. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm guessing that you mainly just got into this triathlon thing because you were a swimmer and then you took up running. And so the only thing missing was biking. Do you have a bike? Are you, yeah, so, a, do you consider yourself a cyclist? So I actually, I want to do an Ironman because I saw the, the Iron Cowboy, the 50, 50, ah. 50 documentary on Netflix. I was like, that's freaking badass. Nice. And it's crazy because now he did a hundred. I don't know if yeah. you saw that. Which yeah. is even, he's the coolest guy ever. So I actually bought one of his training plans uh, so that was back he was like so i can afford a training plan so i bought and i just followed that thing to the t okay and um that guy's like super nice like i send him like a i'd be like messaging him and he would send me like videos back of like how to how to complete the plan or whatever really he, he's like he's like got two hundred thousand on on instagram he's still like messaging sending videos back trying to help out people wow which is which is freaking cool that's cool but um yeah, answer your question for the bike. Um, yeah, I had done a little bit of biking. I actually did a um, my first 100-mile bike ride, like my freshman year in high school. Are you there? Oh, yeah, sir. I think you just cut out for a little bit. Oh, sorry, can, man. Uh, I can restart there for you. Okay. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, uh, I did my first, I had a little bit of experience cycling. Um, I did a hundred mile bike ride with my dad, my freshman year of high school. So I had, um, I had a little bit and. Um, so was your dad a cyclist? I mean, no. I mean, no, he okay. just like messes around on it. Yeah. Well, a hundred miles. I mean, triple That's digits. True. That's true. I don't want to throw him under the bus. Like <laughs> he's, a, he's done rag bride. Uh, and, okay. um, Okay. He's done some centuries, but he's not like um like super friend of the scene or anything. Sure, sure. Now, what did you say? The ragbri is that? I'm trying to remember. That's like an I don't remember exactly what the acronym's for, but that's a bike ride across Iowa, right? Yeah, I don't know what the acronym is either, but it is. Uh, it's a bike ride across Iowa. ride across Iowa or something crazy. But right. from what I, have you ever done that? I was actually signed up 
um for when then the COVID canceled it so oh really know. COVID wrecked you man you got <laughs> iron man okay well i heard that that bike ride is a huge party there's just hundreds yeah. and hundreds of people and it's really yeah. wild I've, yeah. I've done the ride down wisconsin that's where i'm originally okay, cool. from but i've never done the iowa one yeah well, that's cool man so um okay so um, you did your Ironman, um, did it in under 15 hours. So technically you are an Ironman right. um, <laughs> and then, uh, ultra marathons, man, you said you dove into 50 K's at that point. Um, and again, you're a young guy, like, what are you doing on the weekends out running all these crazy miles when you could be chasing girls or doing something else? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so I got, um, I had done the 50 K before the Ironman okay. and then, um, but other than that, yeah, so I don't know, like, that was kind of like, it kind of turned into my life, um, like, it was like this last year before my Hitchcock 100 in Iowa, it was like, I lived four hours from Hitchcock, and I was going down there every single weekend for probably two months straight, four-hour drive, crashing with my aunt, and then just grabbing miles on the weekend, um saturday sunday drive back to school and then like that was like that was it and same thing in the summer it was just like drives to hitchcock is where i used to do all my training and um i just like kind of become obsessed with it like yeah like i just kept training kept going kept kept signing up for more races yeah I mean, to me, that's so cool. Right. But I'm just trying to figure out like how and why you got obsessed with that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like I just did like um i just loved how long the races were mm-hmm. and the challenge and yeah. um and nice thing about ultrasignup.com is like you just scroll on there and there's a thousand races to pick from <laughs> right, right. so i mean i just loved it i just had so much fun picking a race and the people the people are super cool um i've like met so many like good friends i mean they're all like 40 and 50 most right. of them but um they're like they're like some of my best friends and um i just love spending time on the trail with them i just it's just cool and it's um ever since i started ultra running it's been cool the places that i've got to see like i went to to zion i went to utah i've been tennessee um michigan so like these all it's been fun to see like where this sport's kind of taken me yeah 100 percent. now um how many hundreds have you done at this point so I've done three actual 100 milers. I did, I did Zion, um, no business and Hitchcock. Those are all the hundreds. And then I've done, um, two backyard ultras that I've hit the hundred mile distance. in. so I did Ohio backyard. That was actually my first time I ever hit a hundred was at Ohio backyard. Okay. And then I did, um, Ode to last, which I did 120 at. Okay. Okay. So you've been to the hundred mile distance, uh, you know, five or six times, six times. If you include your trip across Iowa, you've been over a hundred miles yeah. a handful of times. So sure. I think that's pretty legit for somebody your age. Do you know anybody yeah. that's your age that's run that much? I do know. I've met, um, one guy he's, I think he's 19 or 20 and he did no business okay um so i've kind of connected with him on uh social media a little bit 
because yeah. um, we have a lot, like we have a lot in common. We're both just like college kids just doing it, and it's there's not a lot of us out there. Totally. So, totally. Uh, but other than that, no, nope. Okay. Um, I mean, like I said, I think it's cool. You're a college kid. And while everyone else is out partying on the weekends, you're out running, trying to catch miles, going to your aunt's house and training. Right. I think it's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. But like I said, when I was your age, that was the last thing on my mind, man. So right. just chase this thing down. Who knows where it's going to go? I think it's, sure. I think it's tremendous. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. Um, okay, man. So, um, so you decide, uh, you got it in your head, you're going to run across the state of Iowa. Mm -hmm. Um, how did you decide, like, first of all, like the direction, I think you went east to west, right? Why not north to south? Why not west? So the FKT, the previous FKT, or the only one, um, that's on the site. There's been a handful of people that have ran across Iowa, just like on their own, just for fun. But, um, the fastest route that Taylor Ross, he made the route so he could be the, um, and he crossed Iowa in the fastest known time to that point. Okay. Um, there was actually Pete, Pete Kostilnik, is that his name? Kostilnik. He's that guy who ran across America in 42 days. Oh, okay. Okay. So he, act, he's from Iowa actually. Huh. So if, if he wants it, he, he's going to, he could blow me out of the water. But so he had technically he had the previous record and that was from when he crossed the United States, his Iowa record was previously, it was four days and um, 11 hours. And he did that on the way through his, the U S so absolute mind blowing. Wow. And then um, Taylor, Taylor broke that. And then um, to become the fastest known man, because um that's it still was faster than Pete, but Pete just had done the whole U S for God's sake. And then I saw Taylor's and I was like, all right, I'm going to see if I can, I can beat Taylor's time. So I, I followed, he had his exact route. So I followed his exact route that he did like curve for curve. I had the Strava app. Like if he went around the block to go to the bathroom, I went around the block and followed that. Mm. So every single step. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so across Iowa, it looks like it was 279, almost 280 miles. It yep. sounds like, yep. and you did it in 94 hours, 49 minutes. Yes. Yeah. What was the previous FKT? Do you remember? It was four days, 11 hours or four days. Uh, shoot. I think it was 111 hours. I don't know what that turns out. So four days, 15 hours. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you took off, what was it like seven hours, something like that? So from his record, I think I was, I shaved off about 15 or 16 hours. Okay. 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 So I was just under, uh, four days. Yeah. Okay. Got it. He was four days, 15 because he was 111 with 96 plus 111. It's about, yeah. And were you in contact with him throughout any of this? Yeah. So the crazy thing is I wouldn't have got it. Um, it wasn't for him because he actually, that day too, he came and ran with me for 10 hours. Oh, wow. So like, he was like rooting for me. Like if he, if he really wanted to, he could have been like, dude, you're on your own. I want to, I want to hold on to this record. And, and that day too is not as good as it, as it would have been. Um, because without him, I'm day two is supposed to be a big struggle coming off a big 70 mile day, the day before, I mean, you still got three days left. Um, so he, and he, he really pushed me through that day. 
So I was able to get 70 on that second day. And um, thanks to him. Wow. So put me in a good position. How much of that did he run with you? Was it the whole day or just part of it? So he basically from 35 to 70, he was with me. Oh, nice. So coolest okay. guy ever. Wow. Um, it was really cool. And it sounds like this was uh, like almost a family event. Uh, yeah. It sounded like you had a, your whole family out there, parents, aunts, uncles, even grandparents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that sounds pretty crazy. Yeah, it was, um, it was not so my parents and my girlfriend, they followed me the whole way. Okay. Um, and they were the crew cause it was a supported FKT. So they would. So did you have like a, a van or something out there following you? Um, it was just my, my, uh, mom's car. Okay. So I had everything stuffed in there and they would drive about an hour ahead and then I'd get some food, water, then they drive another hour ahead. So depending on the day, that would be three to five miles, probably mm -hmm. three to six. I don't know, probably about four or five miles increments across the state of Iowa. Yeah. So like without them, like there's no way I get that thing done. It was, I think a lot of people look at it and like, like, Oh, you ran, you ran across. I was like, I didn't run across Iowa. Me and my team went across Iowa. Mm -hmm. um, Cause FKT, if you, I mean, it's, if you think about it, it's, it's kind of selfish. If you look at it in the big picture, it's like one guy runs across Iowa, everyone's there to support him. But um, so it was them that got me through. Um, it was definitely a team effort. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it takes a village to get some of this stuff done, sure. man. And yeah. yeah, thank goodness you have a loving support system to come out and help you. I think right. that, that's, that's really cool, man. Um, yeah, man. So I'm just picturing, uh, you and your family out there just day after day <laughs> grinding this thing out. Like, yeah, I mean, were the spirits pretty high most of the time or were the spirits like, were you guys arguing? Were you in grumpy mood because you got to run so far or <laughs> <laughs> what were things like? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so the first day, I mean, everyone's like, you know, it's, it's great. Everyone's yeah. like pumped up. Like I'm going across the highway. Let's go finally been on the list for so long to do this thing and then you know second day you wake up after like wake up at four o'clock and I, I hate the mornings <laughs> um and, and I start get tired and I say that second third day um definitely just everyone was just exhausted really that, that um that I'd say that third day especially okay like a lot like I'd say second and third day the crew me ever like everyone's beat up yeah. but that fourth day you come around you're like all right home free one more mm -hmm. final uh, victory lap here mm -hmm. but i'd say and that so i'd say those middle two days were probably the toughest yeah um, for sure so how much sleep were you averaging yeah so initially my goal was to run um 17 hours a day and do 70 miles a day and then try to get as much as rest as I could. Okay. Um, so by the, the first day, we stayed in a motel, literally right off the route. Um, it was like on Highway 92. So I had ran for 16 hours that first day. And um, I wasn't sure how I would deal with like the sleep or the, the deprivation because before the longest I had gone was like 30 hours being mm. awake. Mm. Looking back now, I kind of wish I would have you know, maybe try to get 80, 85 that first day mm. and then, um, keep tracking. But at the time I didn't know. So I was like, all right, we're going to do 70, 70, 70, 70. So I got 16 by the time I got like showered up and got some food in me. I got about four hours of sleep. 
And then um, that second day, I ran for 18 and a half hours. And then by the time we had to actually drive to the hotel, we marked our spot. And then the next morning we drove back. So I was going to get about three and a half hours of sleep that second night, maybe. And, um, and then that third day, that third day it took me 23 hours to get the 70 miles. I was not having a good day. So I actually ran all night. I was like, um, my crew was like, ah, oh, you think you should get some sleep? And I was, I had, a, I had had a horrible day the whole day. For some reason at nighttime, like right when the sun starts to set, um, I just get like hyped up and like, I just start feeling good. So I actually, um, I had some pacers come out and I, I dusted my cut. My number one confidence booster is like when I dust a pacer. Like that's like, that's like the thing that like gets me the most excited. So yeah. I actually dusted a couple pacers and this is after like the worst day ever. I mean, the pacers weren't runners to be fair. Okay. They're just like my cousin, <laughs> but I dusted them a little bit. And then I, I was pumped. My, my cousin, um, he was like Facebook and live the whole thing behind me for like two or three hours. So it's like 10 o'clock. And then I actually, I hired a running coach back in January for the first time so it was good to get tips from him okay uh, along the way and he told me he's like if you're not sleepy just keep going i was okay. like all right and then i was like dang it i'm not tired i just wish i could be tired so i could say i could go to bed <laughs> i wasn't tired i was pumped so i actually i made it the 70 miles and i went 23 hours on um on day three and then slept for how long I slept for an hour and a half oh um, that's rough yep hour and a half and then i started getting some food in me and then um, started the next day four. And then we ran all the way from eight o'clock in the morning. Cause I, I, I had slept for an hour and a half, but I also like ate, eaten for an hour, changed clothes, brushed my teeth. So it was about eight o'clock from when um, I started. And then from eight, the basically 4 a.m. the next day we ran, we didn't sleep at all. Okay. Okay. And part of the reason I ask about your sleep is because we were talking about your crew and, you know, they're sleep deprived out there too. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're catching little naps here and there, but it's not like they're getting a solid eight hours of sleep at any oh, point. Oh, yeah. They were not getting the, the sleep that they needed either. Yeah. Um, so everybody's sleep deprived out there just trying to get you across the state, man. Yeah. My dad. <laughs> so the third night, my girlfriend and my mom, they, they found a motel and it was, um, this was also another deciding factor of me not going to bed that third night is because the motel was like 45 minutes away from where we would have had to stop. So where I would have had to mark the spot, drive 45 minutes to the place and then wake up early, early, and then drive yeah. 45 minutes back. I was like, That's I'm not doing that. It's like, yeah. I'll just run the whole night. I'd rather do that. And I hate waking up. I was like, you don't have to wake up in the morning. If you don't go to sleep, that was what I was, I was like, let's go. I don't have to deal with 4am. I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to stay awake the whole night. So that's what I did. And that's, um, that's good logic right there. So my dad, up. Yeah, for sure. So my dad, he, he was, um, he was worried about me that last night. Cause his dad, he's getting worried about me running on the highway. So he would drive literally a mile up at a time. And then he would fall asleep in the car he was so tired so i would i would like have to wake him up he'd be like oh all right i was like i'm up and then he would drive another mile and fall asleep i'd wake him up and that we basically did that all night <laughs> looking back 
across this whole thing. Do you think like, if you had a do over, do you think you could go back and, and shave more time off of this? Like now that you know the whole route, you've seen the whole thing. Do you think you could go back and maybe take a couple hours off? I, th- I think I could. Yeah. Probably not a whole lot. Really? Uh, yeah. But you were going pretty hard the whole time. Yeah. It was, um, I think that last, those last two days is what kind of made it. Um, I think, I mean, maybe, maybe someone will come out. I know there's a lot of good runners out there that definitely could come out there. Some elites and just blow the water off of it. I mean, there's people doing Moab 240 and faster time than I, I crossed the state, but, um, I think it's for, it's going to be tough for some people to maybe get it just because those last two nights, those last 48 hours, I only slept an hour and a half. Yeah. You pushed it. So I think looking back, I was really happy that I did that. Um, cause I could have probably slept maybe five hours that third night and, you know, maybe some extra hours on that first couple of nights and still been able to get the record. But I wanted to see how fast I could go. Um, but to answer your question, I think if those first couple nights, I think, um, I think if I would have not slept so much or, um, cause I only ran 16 hours the first day. So looking back, I didn't know though, how I, my body would deal with it. I think I could maybe take three or four hours off of it um if if things went well i also could go out there and then add another 10 hours uh to what i did for sure you never know how it's going to shake out exactly yeah um now i didn't look on the website was this your first official fkt it was yeah okay sweet well congrats dude thank you um how important was this to you like you've been training for it for a long time it had been on the list for a while um did you just really want to get an FKT under your name to, I don't know, start getting more FKTs in the future? Or was this just, were you doing this because races had been canceled or like, how did you land on this particular event? Yeah. So I just thought of like, just being kind of always being a, being a fan of Iowa in general, the whole state. Um, I just thought it'd be fun. I thought it'd be a good challenge. It really, I'd say, and I thought I, I thought I was like, I think I could do it. Um, it really wasn't at first. It was like, I really want this record. I think that'd be cool to be the fastest person. But then by the end of it, I was like, yeah, the record's cool and all, but that journey was like amazing. Like, I got so much more out of it than just the record. Like at the end of it, like I could really kind of care less, like what I came in out of the record. I was like, I just got to spend, like, I got this amazing experience. All my family got pumped up for me, gathered around me. I had, my 84 year old grandpa come and run with me for like probably five or six minutes. But he was like, he goes out there and he's like, um, he's like, he wants to run with me. I was like, all right, cool. So, I mean, I, I'm obviously, I'm not running the whole day. I'm just hiking and stuff in there. So I go out there and I'm just, I'm just walking with him. Cause I, I don't want him to like fall or anything, get injured. Right. And he's like, are we going to start running or what? I was like, all right, let's go. So then we started running, which was, which was amazing. He's 84 and he still wants to click off some, some miles with me, uh, which was freaking awesome. So it's kind of like moments like those that definitely like kind of overshadow the the record itself. Well, yeah, a hundred percent because 
um, I, when you're your grandpa's age, let's say, <clears throat> you're not going to be thinking about that record and how awesome oh, yeah. it was that I broke Absolutely that record. Not. You're going to be yeah. thinking about the, the time you spent with people running with your grandpa, um, those special little moments that they're going to stick with you until the day you die. And, and yeah. that's the special stuff. So for sure, for sure, man. Um, yeah, it just sounds like, uh, just an awesome experience out there with your family and, and, um, so, um, w- were there any other FKTs you were looking at, like in the state of Iowa, were you contemplating anything else or did you know from the beginning it's, we're going across the state, baby. That's what yeah, we're doing. It, it was just like, I mean, it was basically just like I saw it and I was like, I'm doing it. That's freaking awesome. There's okay. one across Iowa. Yeah. I want to do it. So, I mean, it was, it was basically, I didn't even look at any other one. Nice. So as soon as you heard about it, it called your name and you knew yeah, that was it. Exactly. For yeah. Sure. That's cool, man. Um, what else is on the list, man? You're a young guy. Uh, you got a lot of years ahead of you. It sounds like you're fast. Uh, you know, what else are you thinking? You got any other, other races or anything on, on, on the works? Yes. I'm doing a Bigfoot 200 ah. signed up for that one. Uh, this broke, year? broke the bank account a lot. Yeah, of course. But, um, <laughs> so that's like my, that's what I'm kind of going all in for. Okay. Nice. Um, so and remind me what month that is again. It's in August. August. Yep. Okay. Nice. I'm hoping to, I haven't ran since my FKT. Uh, I, feel, I, I feel like I could run. I just got like a little knee thing from the, from the run, a little foot thing. But other than that, I'm feeling good. I want to, I'm hoping to get training, hopefully back by Monday. And um, yeah, that's kind of, kind of be my A race. Um, and then I'm going back to Barkley Fall Classic in September. Uh. Oh, did you do that last year? I did. And it How'd was, it, go? It, it was good. I got the, I got the 50 K finish. Oh, you did. Nice. Yep. Okay. So, it, was, it was the craziest race I've ever, it's probably the craziest race I've ever been in. It's just torrential downpour during uh Barkley fall classic. And then um, you're going up rat jaw, just getting poured on and testicle spectacle. Everyone's just sliding down in the, in the mud people are getting lost like i'd come down testicle spectacle and like maybe 10 people in front of us had went straight and i got lucky because there was a there's a guy coming back he's like, oh we met you gotta go this way and he was by an hour ahead of me and, and we got down to testicle spectacle and like like you're in second place right now i was like what so um oh. so it was cool i ended up getting passed up and stuff like that but um the race was the craziest race my um my water pack broke, so I couldn't get. I had I actually got a bagel. I had a bag. I, I was packing bagel. I'm a bagel guy, so I was packing bagels in my pack, and um, like the top of it I got a bagel stuck in it. So no water. I, I just got a water jug strapped to the front. I'm running Barkley Fall Class again. So if you see any pictures of me from BFC, I just have this giant water jug I'm running with. <laughs> like a gallon milk jug of water no way yeah it wasn't filled up all the front or but oh geez yeah it was um what would you say what would you contribute your success of that race to i mean you finished the 50k not a lot of people are able to do that um did you really study the course or um were you just ready for anything they threw at you or a lot, like a lot of training leading up to it or what would yeah. you attribute your success to I, I would probably say um i felt like my young age helped like kind of on the the obstacle part um because barkley fall classic like honestly felt kind of like an obstacle course that's what i hear 
like crawling, like you're calling up Rat and Jock for like an hour and a half at a time and, and stuff like that. So I'll say like um, stuff like that probably played, my young age probably played an advantage to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was just ready for it and I, I did not study the course. So they come out with a map and I was like, people trying to explain this to me. I'm really bad with directions. Like, all right, whatever. I don't even understand this. I didn't look at my map the whole time. I was like, I'm just following the guy in front of me. Let's just hope he knows where he's going. So I did that. Um, and I actually met one of my good buddies now um, in the parking lot. I slept in the parking lot of the American Legion. Um, uh, and now John Halter, he's one of my good, good buddies. And he was like, it's cool. That's one thing I also love about ultra running is a lot of the people I've got to meet uh, across the way. Like I met another guy, Wesley, out at Ohio Backyard Ultra, and he comes and he comes and paces me at Zion. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I talked to him for thirty minutes at um, Ohio Backyard Ultra. He's like, "Dude, I'll come pace you in Utah." Yeah. And he was living in Utah, but he still he moved. He probably drove five six hours to come, sure. come hang yeah. out with me. And then um, same thing with this guy, John, he's, and then John's out there sending me videos um, to hype me up on, um, on my run across dial. It's like, things like that is like, what definitely like keeps me in sport and makes me want to go and just log miles on the weekend when other people are doing other things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you keep doing this stuff and you're going to keep on meeting more and more cool people and it's just going to get bigger and bigger. So yeah, keep at it, man. I think it's, it's cool. And and when I look at your journey, you know, it reminds me of my journey back when I was yeah. only a couple of years into ultra running. It was the same type of thing, just making all these friends, signing up for every race, just going out every right. weekend, hitting it hard and, and just loving life, man. Um, what does your typical training look like? Like, do you run big mileage during the week? I know you're not running now, but like before you run across Iowa, were you running big mileage to train for that? Yeah. So basically my coach didn't have me doing super big mileage because he, he kind of flipped it on his head. He's like, you've just been hammering miles like crazy before. So we worked a little bit on fitness. And then um, I, th- I think I peaked about, I peaked a hundred mile week was, um, was for um, the run across Iowa. But I was, before I had a, he's actually kind of reined me in a little bit. And he's like, dude, you got to start recovering. You, your body's not doing recovering right. Cause I was, before I had a coach, I, I was kind of going out of control. Like with my miles, I before I wanted to do a bigger training block for a race. So if I did um, an 80, 90, 80 for like three big weeks for a race, the next time I trained, I wanted to do three 100s. And then the next time I trained for another race, I wanted to do bigger. So for uh, my Hitchcock race, I did a hundred mile week, then I did 110 and then I did 120. And it was like, it was just getting out of hand and it wasn't, it wasn't really helping me. So he's like, dude, you got the, you got the endurance. You're not going to lose that. Cause I had just picked him up in January and the thing was in March. So um, he kind of flipped it on and says like, we're going to get you fit. We're going to kind of increase your speed a little bit, get you as fit as possible. And then as things got a little more close, um, he, he added the endurance. And um, so we did that, but I think the longest run I actually did um was 33 miles from january to march which was for me which was a lot different because before i would i would be hammering a lot bigger things but um i was like all right and cliff cliff Pittman's my coach out in arkansas 
So it's like, and Cliff, we trust, let's go. I'm, I'm taking his word and it worked. And it was, I feel the best I've ever felt. Um, but yeah, I'd say probably we were doing 70 to 100, 60 to 100 mile weeks uh, leading up okay. to uh, the run across Iowa. And did you feel like you had pretty good success with those numbers? Like, are you going to, yeah. are you going to continue that same sort of training for Bigfoot? Um, I'm not sure. I think we're going to, we're going to, it's going to be a little longer block of endurance and a little longer block of fitness. Cause I mean, I picked him up in January and he put this thing. I just came off a Hitchcock 100 in December. So he had put this eight week training block um, geared towards this together for me. So he says he usually like for an A race, he likes to have like a good five to six months of um, training. So I think it's going to probably start kind of like a faster phase, like VO2 maxed up. And um, I think the endurance phase, endurance phase, this one was probably only two, three weeks because we didn't have that much time. Mm-hmm. But I think the endurance phase might be like a couple months or something. So it'll, it'll probably be a little more um, endurance for sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you like training by yourself or do you run with other people? Um, do you listen to headphones? Like, yeah. I'm just picturing, uh, you know, you're a young college guy. Are you running in the mornings? You running late at night? Like, how do you do it? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm actually an afternoon runner. So I'll run at like 2, 2 p.m. Okay. Um, that's After why I classes. like. Yeah, I don't. I do not like morning runs. <laughs> I don't like running in the dark. So I usually don't run at night either. Okay. Um, so it's an afternoon. Um, there's not a lot of people out here that I run with in college. Um, so it's basically just me alone and I'm, I'm bumping music. Um, but if I'm running with someone, I'll always talk to them. Uh, I I love, I love running with people. I love, I'll pick running with, with someone over headphones any day. Yeah. So, um, but on the weekends, if I have, um, a longer thing, me and my buddies would try to meet up out at Hitchcock. I actually stayed up here quite probably the longest I stayed up here getting ready for the run across Iowa just because it was all concrete. Mm. So I didn't actually go to the trail. Right. Um, but most of the time it's, it's weekends or with friends. I tried to at least one day and then um, weekdays are just alone music. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Um, and then uh, you training out in Hitchcock, Hitchcock, I'm just curious, like what that looked like too. I mean, you said you were just staying at your aunt's, just racking up big miles <laughs> where the trails are. What was that like? Yeah. So in Iowa, there's not, the trail running scene is not the best, but there's one really good trail out and on the border of kind of Iowa, Nebraska. So, um, and it's got, you can get, the hundred miles got like 21,000 feet of elevation gain. So for Iowa, it's like pretty dang good. Um, so a, a typical weekend earlier this year, because as I said, I was staying up here basically after December, just cause it was road. It didn't make any sense to go out there, but a typical week week would be Friday. I'd get off of classes, uh, pack up my car, drive to my aunt's, um, stay Friday night, wake up really early Saturday morning, usually with my friend, Jeff, um, maybe do five hour run. We'll do maybe like 20 miles. We usually would do 20, 25, maybe 50 K once in a while, but it was, Mostly this weekend's are going to be 2025 and then 
um, Sunday, basically, and then hang out with my cousins on Saturday and then Sunday, wake up, do the same thing again, and then drive four hours back uh, to school. It sounds awesome. <laughs> it sounds like the kind of yeah. life I, I, I love to live, man. It sounds, yeah. it sounds cool. It was fun. It yeah. Is fun. That's cool, man. Um, do you ever think about like further down the road, a couple years down the road, like, you know, there's all these 200 mile races popping up across the country. Um, do you have any like races that are on your list that are, you know, I, I definitely want to do this. Like just talking to you, like, I think that if you came out to Colorado, I'm sure you would rip it up out here and I'm sure you would have a blast in Colorado. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So races, um, I'd love to do Western States someday. Nice. Um, I had one ticket this year, so okay. <laughs> hopefully, you know, six or seven years I'll be in. Hey, you got to start somewhere, right? That's right. So maybe 27, 28, I could be running Western States, which I like. I like the sound of. That's cool. Um, UTMB would be cool. I was in the, I had one, I don't even know what they call running stones or tickets. I was in the lottery for that. So I'd like to do that. Um, I'd love to do the Barkley marathons. Mm. I'm not saying I would do good or anything. I'd probably <laughs> be lost and suffering, but I think just to say you did that thing would be, or tried that thing would be, would be. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no shame in not finishing that race. Oh, that yeah. race is designed sure. to make you not finish it. Even just finishing a lap or three laps at that thing is, is still a huge accomplishment. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, mean, I, I have buddies that are total studs that have won 200 mile races and they went out to Barkley and they're like, dude, I, I couldn't even do a lap. I was out there for right. 27 hours and I don't even know what happened. I was yeah. just lost. I heard there was some guy like talking to a trash can this year. <laughs> like he was like so messed up. Like they found him. He was like, talk to your trash can. He's like, I lost him. That is crazy. Did you have about, any moments like that when you were out there? Like not necessarily talking to a trash can, but any crazy hallucinations? Did you, were there no, any points I, where you felt like you were losing it? No, I've never had like a full on hallucination, which I'm like, I'm like waiting for I'm Like, come on, I'm, like, I'm ready for one. <laughs> but I've had, I mean, like, you know, sometimes like the, the, the plastic bags were turning into like little mice or something. Like they look like mice, like, or like the, the leaves on the ground were like spiders and like, I thought I saw like a hatchet out, out there, but I mean, it wasn't like a full on hallucination. It's just like your mind is playing tricks on you a little bit, yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, nothing crazy. Okay. How did your body hold up? Did you have any injuries or were you pretty fit the whole time? Um, I had a lot of things that would just kind of like come and go. It seemed like I'd say like my feet were like the thing that like hurt the most, um, throughout the whole thing, but I said my feet, I mean, I just had stuff like here and there, like my knee would hurt for a couple hours and then it would, you know, it'd be something else. Okay. But I'd say for the most part, I, it, it was pretty solid. There wasn't anything that like really was holding me back. Um, yeah, that's good. That's good. And, you know, you have youth on your side. So, you Absolutely. know, yeah. I, I'm probably twice your age and I, right. I running on all those roads just sounds painful to me, man. It sounds like uh, my knees and every, everything would be shot after that. It was a lot of con of asphalt concrete, not, not the best time. But. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, it sounds, it sounds rough, but and like at my age, looking at you at your age, I think, man, like 
if he's eating really well and taking care of himself at this point, you know, he's probably going to last for years and years. Like, I'm curious what your, your fueling strategy was while you were out there running across Iowa and do you normally eat a pretty healthy diet? Yeah. So, um, normally I say eat, I eat, I mean, I eat in the dining hall, but like, I'm not going to be the one to like grab a pizza or anything or, or, uh, I just kind of pick like the healthy options, but like one advantage of being 20 is like you can get away with a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. Like you can just, so I'm, like, I'm not going to like avoid the cookies or anything, but um, I'm not also like going to go to town and pizza and then try to run 20 miles in the morning on it. <laughs> For sure. I just like, I try to be smart with it, but I'm not like over the top. Yeah. Um, I'd say in the future, like when I like get like 40 or 50, I'll definitely have that dial but right now i'm just kind of having fun perfect, perfect. um but I, I also i'll add i don't drink or party or anything gotcha. so for me i think like that's pretty key to uh to recovery um yeah how did you come to that decision because like i said when i was your age i was a knucklehead um and like how are you how, how how do you, how are you smart enough to say, all right, I'm 20 years old. I'm going to refrain from partying and focus on my running yeah. for the next few years. Yeah. And that's the same. Like, I'm actually turning 21. Um, on Tuesday, and I, I'm not, I'm not going to be drinking. Okay. I don't want to, um, nice. for me, I think, um, I don't know. I just don't really see a benefit in it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to make me a better person or a better runner. So I just don't want to do it. And I think I like, alcohol like um there's a lot of people's that lives have been like just shattered because alcohol so like for me like it's just um it's not my thing I mean I I don't really care like I've got a lot lot of friends that will go out and have a good time or um buddies but like for me it's just not my thing so Yeah. yeah yeah good for you man yeah and make these decisions and sort of stick with them too you know yeah, because for sure. you know who knows who knows where the, all this is going to take you in life i mean you keep yeah. running fkts and these crazy races like i said you're young a few years down the road who knows where it's going to take you but just stay on this path man uh, yeah. i like it i think it's cool i think it's really cool um what's something that most people wouldn't know about you. Like, do you have any other hobbies outside of running across the entire state of Iowa or like what else do you get into? Yeah. Um, I mean, running probably like takes up most of my time, but I'll say I like, I'm really spontaneous. So, um, I love like a good spontaneous road trip. Like me and my buddy, um, we're in Iowa, but, um, like other, a couple, maybe a month ago, he texted me. He's like, do you want to go to Chicago? It was like nine o'clock right now, nine o'clock. And I was like, right now. And we're like, let's go. So then we hopped in the car and then we drove to Chicago. We spent the whole night in Chicago and drove back in the morning. And then we, we drove out to, we drove out to California. Whoa. And um, I mean, we, this one wasn't like the night before or anything, but like, we, like we hopped in the car, I hopped in the car and I was like, what route are we taking? Like, we didn't know anything. We didn't know where we were staying. We were like, just, um, we found like these little hostels on the way. Yeah um we didn't even know we were coming home like we left like like i don't know we'll just go till we're bored i guess <laughs> i'll always be back for school so i'll say like i love i love being spontaneous and like uh road trips i like road tripping so yeah. that's that's hobby what are you guys doing when you're out road tripping you guys just like eating listening to music like what are you guys <laughs> getting up to yeah so i mean we went to california we did 33 hours straight 
We just and like it, things were getting weird at the end. Like, Dude, that's um, good ultra training right there. It was. It really was. <laughs> so we did that, and then the only problem with that trip was like we spent like the whole time in the car. Like we went to we went to San Diego, and then like we ended up driving all the way up to San Francisco and back to uh, Nebraska. And we did like five days, five or six days, I think. <laughs> But yeah, we just like we just like whatever sounded cool. We just went to, uh, nice. yeah, we just exploring basically. That's cool. That's cool. You're young, man. Do it while you're young. Yeah, uh, exactly. You don't know. You don't know if this is gonna last forever. Just have fun right. while you're young. Do all this. Yeah, that's do all this stuff. Enough. Yeah, a hundred percent, man. Well, um, good luck at Bigfoot this year, man. Uh, yeah, I'll be keeping you. an eye on you. Um, I, 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 yeah, good luck. I'd, I'd love to see what happens and love to get you back on the show and hear some more stories. But uh, just keep doing what you're doing, man. Obviously, the name of the show is Do Big Things. You're out there doing big things. And uh, right. I like it, man. So just just keep after it, man. And if you ever come to Colorado, look me up, dude. Uh, I'm in Boulder. But if you ever Wait. make it to the Leadville race or something like that, I'll yeah. jump on and be a part of the crew. You do Leadville? Yeah, I've done it a couple times. Oh, let's go. I saw that big Leadville sign. Is that like, oh, yeah. what's yeah. your, um, how long have you been ultra running? Uh, I want to say 12 years or so. Okay, sweet. Yeah, so quite a while. But yeah, I've done Leadville a couple of times. That's my favorite race. Um, oh, cool. I've you know, done a handful of them, but uh, Leadville is my personal favorite. And yeah, awesome. dude, you ever make it out here? Let me know, man. I'd love to jump on the crew or take you up a couple mountains yeah, or whatever. For sure. For sure. I'll share this podcast and we'll, um, I'll try to get you some more listeners for sure. Right on. Awesome, dude. Well, I appreciate you. And congrats on the FKT and good luck in the future. I'll, Thank I'll, you. I'll, I'll keep an eye on you and looking forward to see more FKTs and, and more races. And yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Keep getting after Thank it, buddy. You so much. Appreciate it. Cool. All right. Have a good day, brother. Yes, you too. All right. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you like what we are doing at Big Things Crewing, or you enjoy the podcast, please consider donating to us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash do big things is where you can drop a dollar in the hat, so to speak. I'd like to thank our loyal Patreon subscribers. Without you guys, this isn't possible. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'd like to thank our sponsors. First of all, Exoskin. Their running apparel keeps you comfortable in absolutely any condition. Say goodbye to chafing and blisters. Check them out, exoskin.us. Use our discount code, capital BTC, for 15% off. I also want to tell you guys real quick about Bigger Than the Trail. Bigger Than the Trail is a 501c3 tax-exempt organization that is using trail running as a platform to advocate for mental health. If you've ever thought about getting therapy but aren't in the position where you can afford it or you don't have insurance, Bigger Than the Trail offers you free therapy for three months. Yes, you got it. I said it. You heard it right. I couldn't love what these guys are doing more. I signed up for it. It was quick. It was easy. Within 48 hours, I had a, a therapist that met all my pre-requirements. It was all matched up with me and met my personal criteria. And I met with her every week for, I don't know, a couple months. And, uh, you know, I, I, I met with her until I felt a little bit better. And, uh, you know, I'm trying this thing. You guys should try this thing. And, you know, we can all do it together. Look up Bigger Than the Trail, sign up for the services, and let's do the small things in life that eventually lead us to doing the big things. Let them know we sent you. 
Also, we want to thank Alter Ego Running. They make pre- premium performance hats. Everyone needs a good lid or two when you're out running on an epic adventure. Uh, these hats should be your go-to on everyday runs, epic adventures, and just cruising around town. Check out Alter Ego Running. Use our promo code, capital, all caps, do big things, and that's for 20% off. Last but not least, this podcast is brought to you by Athletic Brewing the finest non-alcoholic craft beer in the market. Check out athleticbrewing.com and use my discount code, McRobertsA20, all caps, for 20% off the finest non-alcoholic beer around. Enjoy the taste without the hangover. Remember, guys, life is short. Do big things, baby. Pedro, take us for a run.